Yeah, it's only sixty bucks. It's just really. Small. Does it have and the it game comes... with it? No, it's just the stick. Okay. Because yeah. it says bring the I... fight everywhere you go, so I thought that was like it's a stick with a game in it. No, no, no. You you can because like most fight sticks are kind of kind of large and they're kind of not meant to be taken everywhere. This one's small, so like compatible with the Switch, you can take it anywhere and you can play it. Versus like say a normal size one, they're kind of a bitch to carry around. I have a small one. Uh, from like the like Street Fighter Four days mm-hmm. uh, that I bought at a used game store for sixty bucks, and it works surprisingly even in Street Fighter Five. But like this one, it's Chun Li and Cammy on it. There's also a Ryu and Ken one too on there, uh, but it comes out October fourteenth, and I'm like, Luigi's Mansion. Why did you have to be a thing this month? Otherwise, I would drop my sixty bucks. I mean, on it's this. it's end of the month. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I have to see my money. Because the thing is, I probably won't use it that much, honestly. Fair, but I would like to. I would like to have it, so I'm just gonna put it on my Amazon wish list. And if it ever goes down, like if it ever goes down to thirty, I'm buying it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Charge Shot Video Game Podcast. Uh, Thomas isn't your host this time. I'm hosting, and I am Ben, aka the Marvelous Siggy. Joining me is the magnificent Justin, aka Zero Score. Justin, hello. Thomas, let us run the show. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> I've done. I don't, it's been a while since you and I have done a show by ourselves. I know we used to like do it every week, and now I I can't remember how. Yeah, to... it's it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, but this is not that show. But you can still go listen to those episodes if you want to. Yeah, they're free forever. Only some of them are dated. Yes, <laughs> but sometimes it's fun. Like, hey, what were these assholes thinking about in two thousand and eighteen? For some reason, uh, yeah. when. And everybody, when we thought it was it was crazy, only for it to get more crazier. Um, but like I said, you're not here for that. We're here to talk about video games. And as per tradition, let's kick it off with Justin. Uh, so before we started, I was trying to think about like what video games I played this week. And I think it might just be Destiny 2. So I guess <laughs> I'm just, I'm Spiritual <laughs> Thomas this week. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that is so fucking funny. Um... Because Destiny 2 came out on Steam, free-to-play, on Monday? Tuesday? Something like that. Monday. No. I heard it, it was, was the first. So it was Tuesday. Cute times. Yeah. It was, but it wasn't terrible, actually. Like, it was kind of weird because I loaded it up. Just out of curiosity, I didn't expect to get in. But I loaded it up and then, like, started doing other stuff. Just had it kind of up, you know, on the side. Not a big deal. And it started out at, like... Like fifteen thousand in the queue, and then it kept jumping between like eleven thousand, twelve thousand, sixteen thousand, back to twelve thousand, eleven thousand, like just all over the place. And then it suddenly jumped up to like two thousand, and then two hundred, and then I was in. Like it was whiplash getting into that game, um, but it was maybe twenty minutes of wait, and I was like I said I was doing other stuff while that was loading up, so it wasn't that big a deal. And once I was in, I was in. Like, it didn't kick me or anything. I played all night. Um, so it was kind of nice. But I haven't played it since before Forsaken, I think. So, like, last year's uh, Season Pass, or whatever it was. And it's changed a lot. Uh, like, the game is still good. I mean, it's, you know, solid shooter mechanics. Like, Ben, I've said before, I think it's something that if you could play, you would actually really enjoy. Because um, it's just that kind of light, like, just... It's a casual shooter. Um, the mechanics are really easy to get into. It feels kind of 
arcadey, like Halo style. Uh, the guns are all fun. There's a lot of cool new stuff in there now. And it's just a, an easy pick up and play game. There's some depth to it. Don't get me wrong. But pretty much anyone can jump in and have a good time without really knowing all that stuff. Um, but I just jumped in. I wanted to see kind of what's different about the free to play aspects. So I was doing a bunch of the, uh, what are they called? The, tra- uh, trade traditions or something like that. I don't remember. Triumphs. That's what they're called. Uh, which are kind of like the free to play gimmicks. Uh, each one you complete, you get like some kind of score that I think goes towards your seasonal experience. And like, if you buy the season pass, uh, you get all of that stuff and like some bonuses each time you level up and things like that. If you just are on the free track, you only get things every, like, every other level, and you're not getting the, like, the premium track stuff when you level up. Um, so it's a lot more grindy. But honestly, like, whereas a lot of free-to-play games feel grindy in just, like, the, the way you play them. Like, Pokemon Go, for example. You've been playing that again. The research breakthroughs are dull. Like, throw three great throws... Uh, capture 10 dark types. Like, just dumb, grindy stuff like that. I'm just ignoring that shit. Well, you gotta get the, the seven-day breakthroughs. Oh, I, I've just been sort of like, oh, look, Pokemon. Oh, Pokestop. That's all I've really been doing. Oh, fair. I, I take it more seriously because I play, like, every day on my breaks and lunch and stuff. So, like, I gotta have something to keep me going. Um, but anyway, in, in Destiny 2, it's a lot more like just the things you would naturally do in the game. So, like, you get some triumphs for, uh, finding all of the, uh, the, the secret zones. I forget what they're called. Thomas corrected me before, but I already forgot again. Um, or, like, finding all of the gold chests in an area. Things like that. So, like, each planet has its own challenges, but they're all kind of the same thing. Um, it's just that planet's version of it. So, like, the first night, I went to what's essentially Earth, the European dead zone. And got all of the the secret zones and the gold chests in that area and completed those triumphs. And then uh, the next night, I went to Mars, I think it was, and did all of the the hidden zones and gold chests in that area. Because they're kind of easy ones to pop, and you tend to get other things while you're doing that. Like, there's ones for completing public events, or doing strikes, or, like, taking out certain, like, wanted, like, high-level enemies. Um, that kind of thing. And those tend to kind of coincide. Like, a public event might have one of those wanted enemies. A secret zone might have one of those wanted enemies. Like, that kind of thing. Um, and I was just playing by myself, so I was just kind of grinding that stuff out. But, considering that, like, the grind is the game, those triumphs are just kind of an extra bonus for doing the grind. And I actually really enjoyed it, because it kind of helped, like, focus my grind, you know? Um, I wasn't just going around doing the same thing over and over again. It felt like I was accomplishing a thing. Um, but aside from just those kind of little added, like, achievements, I guess, in there, there's a lot of, like, quality of life improvements. Uh, they completely overhauled the, uh, like, the armor kind of modification type system, where before it was a lot of, like, uh, uh, like, elemental-based modifications. Now it's more granular, it feels like. Because they're not consumables, for one. So, like, when you put something on your weapon or your armor or whatever, it doesn't get rid of it. Um, You can reuse them. But each piece has a different number of, like, energy points. 
And each of the modifications use a certain number of energy points. So, like, for example, there's one that makes bosses do less damage against you. And you can put that on, but it's worth more than, like, the, you know, the regular enemies do less damage to you. So you have to kind of have that trade-off of, like, if I put this one that gives me more resistance against boss enemies, I might not be able to put anything else in this armor. Whereas if I just focus on, like, regular enemies that I fight a lot more, I can also put this, like, elemental modification on there, too. That kind of thing. So I think there's a, a nicer payoff of, like, how you modify your armor and stuff. And because you get so much new stuff all the time, having it be something that you can just, like, put the exact same stuff on because it's not consumable. You can put the exact same stuff on your next armor, which might also have more energy available. Means, like, there's not as as much of an issue of trading out your armor or your weapons, since you can have the exact same modifications on it, but with more power, too. Um, the, the shaders are still... Uh, are still consumables, but that's not a big deal. Like, they're colors. <laughs> you get enough of them, it's fine. Um, and there's, they show off the actual, like, number values of your stuff a little bit better. Um, because it was never really clear, like, what was actually improving. Because there was, like, a, uh, like a mobility stat, which I guess is, like, kind of your speed. As well, you're like your like your walking speed and stuff like that, um, and how I think a little bit how far you can jump is in there too. And then there was like a defense, which was obvious, your resistance, um, and then there was a few that basically corresponded to just different weapon types. So like one affected your uh, grenade cooldown, one affected your melee cooldown, and one affected I think your ability cooldown. But like those were so like granular i never really cared about them i always focused on like recovery which is how fast your shield recharge kicks in and defense like that was it i never really cared about the high stats and anything else but now it actually breaks down what those stats are a lot better and i kind of understand like the importance of them um and when you do uh when you do equip things that have a certain number of modifiers on them um it shows like kind of your rank in that stat so like you know, you might have a total of like 50 in your recovery stat, but it's like a rank two or something compared to like your defense being like a rank three. And so it, it, I don't know, it's, it's, it's very like in the weeds, but I just think it's a much more visual, like, uh, educational system, which is good when it's a free to play game because there's going to be a huge, I mean, there already is a huge influx of new players that are going to be lost by all these granular mechanics. Um, so it's smart to make it a lot more visual and clear. Uh, they also detail the um, the improvements, like the differences between the weapons and stuff like that a lot better. Uh, you have a few new abilities, like Thomas has mentioned before, the finishers. Uh, I, I, guess, I guess I forgot when I loaded the game up that I played with a keyboard and mouse before. Because I was playing with my, uh, my controller. I've just gotten used to playing everything with a controller. And I couldn't figure out what the melee button was. I kept trying to do like a, a click in of the right trigger or the right uh, stick. And all that was doing was the finisher. Which is only activated when the enemies are so low on health that you can actually do a finisher on them. And I was like, ah, oh, they replaced melees with finishers? That sucks. And then I realized I was supposed to hitting the right button and you still have both. But like... It really does diversify the combat quite a bit because the 
the shooting can be very grindy in the game. Um, I think that's pretty well known. It's not like, it's not quite to Borderland levels, but a lot of bosses just are chunky. Um, and they, a lot of the enemies come in waves. So it's like, you'll weed the boss down so far, and then a whole new wave of enemies will come after you, and it just gets redundant. So anything that mixes that up helps, but also it means you don't have to take anything out all the way. Because you can even do finishers on bosses. So you get them down maybe to like one-fifth of their energy, and you can finish them. You don't have to do the rest of that amount, which is really nice. Um, there's also a bunch of different kinds of finishers, apparently. Uh, I don't know if there's any way to get them other than buying them. And I don't know if, like, it's just the animation is different or if there's actually, like, different power outputs or anything for them. But it's a, it's a neat mechanic. I like it. Um, I wouldn't say it's a game changer necessarily, but it does, like I said, help that, that grind feel less obnoxious. Uh, there's also, like, a new... I didn't get any, but there's, like, a banner thing on the character menu. And I don't know what it does. Um, so I'll have to report back on that. I joined Thomas's clan. Um, shout out if any of you are listening right now. <laughs> and I want to play with them so they can teach me some things. So hopefully next week I'll have a little bit more to say. Plus Thomas will be in here to correct me on probably everything I say. Um, because he's, you know, the master of that game. Um, I hope you get your jacket, buddy. <laughs> but I'm really enjoying it so far. Like it's, it's gotten to the point where like, I want to play it, even if it's just by myself. And it, it was never really like that before. Like, I would go in for a little bit just to grind so I can get to, like, the power level that Thomas wanted me to be at so we could do, like, the next story mission or whatever. But I didn't really enjoy it. And now I'm actually like, okay, I don't care if no one's available to play. I want to play. So I can kind of understand his addiction to an extent. <laughs> um... I think that's pretty much it there, though. I, I'm Like I said, I'm still very new to it. There's a lot of planets now, and a lot of like game modes and things like that that I didn't even touch on, because I'm just trying to build up my light level right now. Uh, but, oh, the bows are really cool, too. The bows are new. I think they were added in Forsaken, and like when you don't have the expansion, you don't get the new like story content or the raids or anything from those, but the weapons and like the um, just the the overall, like, in-game content is still there, uh, able to be unlocked and stuff. So I got my first bow and swapped that out for my secondary. And, like, they they take a little bit longer. You have to, like, actually kind of, you know, pull the string, obviously. So there's a little bit more of, a, like, a charge time on your on your hit. I was going to say on your shot. <laughs> but mm-hmm. they hit hard and only have, like, one, you know ammo in there before they have to reload but they reload like that like it's just immediate and you're you're ready to pull again so they're really satisfying like in place of snipers i think uh they don't have quite the the scope of a sniper but they're way more satisfying to fire um trying to think if there's anything else i've played uh did i talk about yeah that was because that was last week i talked about my hard mode run on lake's awakening yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I was going to continue that, but my stream was being dumb again. Like I just I can't get it to be stable. So I think I'm just going to give up on streaming for a while. Yeah. Like whenever I can get set up in the basement and actually like hardwired into the internet, maybe it'll be better, but for some reason the wireless is just spotty. One week I'll have it mostly stable and then like for 3 weeks in a row 
it'll be like 50 to 70 percent dropped frames right at the start and that's super frustrating when you're trying to be entertaining and playing a game at the same time yeah because I, I got all my new graphics and stuff set up like i love all the new art and i like literally finished up my like starting soon animation graphic before starting streaming on thursday and like yeah that's which is super neat yeah that's all i saw like i i pulled that up and i wanted to kind of test and like as soon as i started the stream it's nope drop frames so i kept changing out the settings just using that kind of as my guide because uh, it is kind of faster moving and stuff and it i just i couldn't i couldn't get it stable so after like half an hour i gave up um but oh yeah i did um i ended up playing some more dead by daylight with some friends and that was actually really fun like they they redeemed my night that was otherwise frustrating. But that game's super cool still. Uh, we're going to end up doing something with it this month, like for, you know, spooky video stuff. Uh, but it's probably not going to be that scary because I'm not good at the game. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> going to be like, hey, let's play a scary game and make jokes during it. But um, I want to like cut together. I want to see if we can like, you know, both record and cut it together to actually show some different perspectives. So it'll at least be somewhat interesting. But um, we played a few just general games. I sucked. I've learned that my goal in that game is just to be bait. Because I, I'm not good at uh, at killing the generators. Or starting the generators, I guess I should say. This is like kind of a timed thing. Where it's like it fills a bar. And then sometimes like a, a time sequence will come up. And you have to hit it at the right spot to not like kick back the generator. Make a loud noise that you know gets the killer over to you. And every single time I get the kickback. So I have to run away. And so I, I'm not helping anyone. You know. Um, but I've learned that I'm pretty good at like dodging the killer. So if I just run up to them and like, hey, come over me. Like I know that everyone else is safe to do whatever they're doing. So I'm just playing the bait game. That's like the kid who plays in traffic. It's like, <laughs> I, I, you haven't hit me yet. Let's keep going. Right. Let's do I play in traffic so that other people can drive. It's a metaphor. Um, I don't think that works. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we did do one match just like so I could understand how the killer works. Uh, we did a custom match with me as the killer, um, and I picked the uh, the saw, like you know, the saw series, the uh, the pig man or the the I guess it's pig woman technically, killer. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you never seen the saw movies? I saw, like, the first one, and I was like, mm, that's it. Okay. Well, the pig killer, like, I mean, you know the idea of Saw. It's, like, traps and stuff. Yeah, um, you want to play a game, yeah. Yeah. And the pig killer basically focuses on those traps. So you, uh, like, kind of your item for the for the game is you have these, like, the, the head trap thing that I think is in the first movie, actually. Um, and whenever you catch someone, like, the whole goal is to, like, kill everyone before they get out. Uh, so when you catch someone, like knock them down, you can either pick them up and put them on a hook, which is kind of like a way of taking them out. Um, or you can put this trap on them where they can't do anything until they get the trap off. So like they can still run around and stuff, but like they can't do generators or anything like that that helps them win. Um, which I've heard the, the pig killer is kind of the broken one that like no one ever wins when they're against the pig killer. And I understand because you could basically incapacitate most of the party and then pick off the other ones that don't have the traps on until they die. And so it's like, yeah, but the person with the trap head 
has to go find like a jigsaw box that's like kind of you know a, a game that lets you get that thing off um and there are there are limited consumables so like i think you can only uh you're supposed to only be able to get like one less than there are players it's like i was only playing with two people so i only had one to try with but it's really fun like each killer kind of has their own gimmicks um this one also had one where like you can crouch down like you know make yourself small and uh do like kind of a charge attack towards the players like from crouch which is super scary because they have like kind of a like a hidden like a hidden assassin blade as the weapon so just picture this like pig masked thing like crouched down on like a cornfield and then just suddenly they like zip towards you like with a with a hidden blade like no that's terrifying i'm glad i've never played like against the pig killer because i would probably just quit <laughs> but yeah that game's super scary actually and it's a lot of fun though um i don't usually like scary games but because you play that exclusively with friends um like it's it's always 4v1 if you go in by yourself you're still teamed up with randos um yeah so because it's like a multiplayer kind of social experience it's still really enjoyable for me um i think that's pretty much it though I spent most of my week editing um, the second part of my PS1 video, so I didn't really start playing games until Tuesday when that was done. Um, but check out that video if you like the first part. Yeah, it's a good video. Thank you. But yeah, you can go ahead. I used my 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I uh, got a new phone, an iPhone 8 Plus, because it upgraded from my whoop, whoop. very outdated iPhone SE. Yes, I still have one of those. Um, you mean 5E? No, SE. What is it's the? Uh, it's like the, between the 5 and the 6. 5E? Yeah. I always carded it. Always, they told me it was SE. Whatever. Did you get it from um, Walmart? They were probably wrong. No, I got it at <laughs> AT&T. Just, oh. Maybe that's like saying. a... It was basically a little bit of a souped up 5. That's all it was. Because I had the 5C and then I had this. So that's all it was. It's just a little... But it was pretty much the same phone, just a little bit more souped up. You're right. Um, I mean, I don't do iPhones. Like, I I knew them from when I worked, like, in, you know, phone sales. And that was around the time of, like, the 5C. And I thought there was a 5E after that. But I guess this is a different thing. Yeah, it's it's like a bridge between the 5 and the 6. I should have gotten the 6 in retrospective, but whatever. Um... By the way, I got an iPhone 8 Plus, so it's a lot better than the one I had. And the first thing I did was download Teppin. Uh, not Tekken, Teppin, uh, which is uh, a card game uh, div- uh, published... Not, I don't know if it's published by Capcom, but it's with Capcom characters made by uh, Gung Ho as the developer. Mm. Uh, it's a card game using Capcom characters. Um, and the one thing I'll say immediately... and and. The only reason I know about this is because every single fighting game player that I follow on Twitter either plays the game or is in love with the game. Like, fighting game people are all over this card game. Hmm. Uh, and so basically what it is, it's a card game that features Capcom characters, and the presentation is, like, sick. Uh, even if you don't like card games, and I usually don't. I, this is the first card game I've ever played since, like, 2004 playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, it's been a while. I usually don't like playing them because I'm too stupid to think of strategies and decks <laughs> and all that stuff. I just want to press buttons. Uh, but basically, uh, super really good presentation. Some amazing art of Capcom characters from, like, from Monster Hunter, Mega Man, Street Fighter, of course, Resident Evil, 
there's a whole like the if there's one thing you can appreciate in this game is the art and level of presentation that's on there. And like I wish you would get a Switch port because I would so play this on the Switch. So basically, it's uh, Has it got that zero. Either, huh? Has it got that zero? I don't know because I because here's the main heroes. So you got basically got here heroes that are their basically their decks. You got Ryu. These are the ones I know off the top of my head because I don't have the list in front of me. You have Ryu, Rathalos, Wesker, Jill, Mega Man X, Chun Li. I think there's more, but I can't remember. And so their decks are basically like you pick a, you pick a character, aka a deck. And then in that deck, you get the appropriate cards, and you'll get cards from, and like there'll be cards usually from that series. Like so, if you pick a Street Fighter deck, you're gonna get a lot of like either Ryu or Chun Li. You're gonna get a lot of Street Fighter cards, but they'll be different. Like so, so each character kind of functions differently. Bear in mind, I've only played the story modes. There's actually little mini story modes in in this, which is actually pretty impressive. That teach you how to play the game. Hmm. Uh, you have to play the Ryu story mode. That's sort of like tutorial uh act part of it so it's trying to picture the map you have two main characters you have the two hero characters on the side so like in the opening it's ryu fighting rathalos which is pretty cool um and then there's three empty slots in the middle those are where you pay play your i think they're called active cards and every time you place a card it's sending like a slow beam of light towards them and uh, you're basically the goal is to get your opponent's life points down to zero, uh, but the trick comes into uh, like certain cards call are called active response cards, which they can basically either buff up the defense. Like I think Chun Li does does like can strengthen up your shields, or they can like obliterate shields on your opponent. It depends on what kind of cards you have um, and how you play it. It's really complicated to explain. It's it's something you have to play. Um, I don't know how much I'll be playing of it, at least in terms of um, competitive. But uh, again, there is story mode, so if you just want to play that, it's there, and you can learn the game. You can test all the different decks. Uh, it is free to play, by the way. Uh, I don't I haven't seen any gotcha sort of things yet, but I'm very only play like maybe an hour of it. You probably Matches just buy card are... packs. That's usually what these things do. Yeah, uh, there's there's uh, more than likely uh, there's. Uh, like I said, the story modes, each character deck is super different. Like, supposed to be X is about healing, and he's very hard to deal with. Like, Rathalos has, like, a lot of flying elements to him. The only reason I know some of this stuff is because the the fighting game heads that I follow just love talking about this game. Oh, Dante's another one. Of course Dante's mm-hmm. another one of them. Um, Wesker is, like, supposedly the most overpowered co- the deck so far because of some of his... Uh, so what he can do, and he can basically be like a meat shield between you and him. It's incredibly difficult to get his, to get through his defenses, let alone kill him. Just like the real life video game Wesker. Uh, but uh, it's it's really cool. Like in each character, if you build up meter, they each have like a super attacks. Like Ryu does Shinku Doken. Jill Valentine will bring out her like big ass bazooka, and it all has like this little mini cutscene with amazing art. That's the one thing I marvel about this. It's the art. It's like I I wish more mobile games had like this presentation because yeah it's a mobile game but it's like the the presentation to it is so it doesn't feel like a mobile game it makes me hope it gets ported like i said it makes me hope it gets ported to switch uh who knows if that'll happen but it, i but uh, outside of that uh i picked up pokemon go again because i have a better phone and uh real quick teppan is also on android so thank you for letting me know because it sounds rad and i want it yeah it's super dope <laughs> i just thought oh, i'd I check it out yeah. Yeah, it's super dope. Uh, just turn the volume down because it's gonna go oh, be very yeah, loud. I, yeah. yeah, 
Um, I just wanted to get uh, it downloaded so, so I remind myself later. Yeah. Um, so then there's, uh, I play Pokemon Go and it feels like I haven't done any of the new stuff yet. So like I haven't done any gym battles or raids. It, it, it kind of annoys me at raids cause like it alerts me about a raid. A raid will be happening in 30 minutes. Like fuck, I'm getting on, I'm going to work. Mm-hmm. Why? Like every time, like just tell me when a raid is about to happen and I have free time, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's, but so far, uh, I caught a shiny. Uh, I think I tweeted it out. I'm not sure if I did. Uh, it's a shiny Duskull, and that was pretty cool. Nice. Just out of nowhere, just a shiny Duskull. Um, I evolved my uh, Chikorita that I had when I played it back in 2017. I, I Did they lower the number of candies for some Pokemon? I feel like they did. No, they raised it for a bunch of them. Okay, to me it looks like they lowered, because um, at least it feels like it. I don't, I don't really know. Um, I do like that, like, I'm seeing Gen 4 monsters in there, so that, that's yep. neat. And they have and Gen 5 now, too. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of those guys, too. So it's, it, it's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's kind of cool, and I'm luckily, like, I go, I commute through downtown of, of Austin, so, like, I get a lot of Pokestops on the way, mm-hmm. uh, on the way to, like, at least when I'm commuting, maybe not on the way to work, because I'm trying to get to my bus stop and, like, okay, get this one real quick, get this one real quick. Um, I did a Team Rocket thing, which was really weird, because I don't... pretty fun. Yeah, uh, I just didn't have time to beat it because I was very confused on how battling worked. Because I remember when oh, I played yeah. it, the battling was just swipe left, swipe right. Now it's like this pressing thing. It, it, it's I, it's weird because there's two different battle systems. So like that, the what you're used to is still in there for gyms and raids. Oh, okay, but trainer battles are a different battle system. That's yeah, what you saw. Like you have you have like like a power up, a super mo- like a special move that that the Pokemon can do that's like it's on an active time thing. Um, and I, and I got my ass kicked by the team Rocket ground. I figured I was okay, but like, no, I was not. Some uh, of them are really strong too. Like you yeah. don't know how strong they're going to be until you start the battle. Yeah. I'm glad you don't lose anything and I'm glad you don't have to fight them. So like literally I just want the poke stop and just like, ah, eh, fuck it. I don't need it anymore. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so that, that's neat. Um, I, I'm glad Tauros isn't, was Tauros regional exclusive for a while? Was that a thing? No. Maybe, I don't think okay, so. Crazy. Uh, crazy. Kangaskhan is. That's what I'm thinking of. For some reason, I thought Tauros was there because I've caught like several Tauruses uh, so far. I think I have one that's like a thousand CP or whatever. I don't. I don't know how the power structure in this game works, but I think it's neat. Oh, the ARs thing is is super dope because like the iPhone eight plus can do that. Yeah. And like I well I won't catch try to catch him in, like that because uh, the depth perception throws me the fuck off. But I love just like turning it on when I'm like I'm the only one around and they happen to show up and it's just like oh look at you you're just hanging out this neat um, I think a couple of pictures that I posted on Twitter but yeah I, I it's fun and I'll the most I've played it will probably be on Wednesdays when I go out and do my errands and get my comics and go through downtown Austin and just like okay I'm gonna get you 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 and catch you I have to I hatched a couple eggs so it's enjoyable. Yeah, uh, but I uh, I don't know if I'll do any of the raid stuff or any of the gym stuff. It didn't that, that stuff didn't interest me when it was first introduced. So who knows? Maybe I'll get more into it now that I actually can play it for a decent amount of time. Um, outside of that, I enough of the phone games. <laughs> um, uh, I beat Astral Chain earlier today. Uh, at work, which is, I hate when I do that because I'm like, fuck! I'd rather have beaten this in my home so I could be all the hype and shit, but now I have to be reserved and not look like a fucking weirdo. Um, the game is a 9 out of 10. 
Uh, and I'm going to go into spoiler territory because it, it to me, it could have been a perfect game if it just handled the player character situation a lot more different, which I kind of spoke about last time. Uh, but I kind of have to talk about spoiler parts. So if you don't want Astral Chain spoiled, you might want to turn away for at least a couple minutes. So, and yes, turn your head. This is your cutting off point now. So you are officially... We are in the slow zone. That's an Expanse reference. Um, so basically, uh, very early on, uh, not about a third way into the game, you fight, you run into what is perceived as the final boss, uh, and you fight a minion of hers. Uh, and your sister, Akira, who you have, have known, who's been your sort of partner since the beginning, uh, she gets impaled, and it looks like it's fatal. It's like, oh no, my sister, oh no. But my dad also died too. I can't lose both of them. And, you know, this, the main character is as, as, uh, as emotion, has as much emotion as Link does in Breath of the Wild. Maybe a little bit less. Um, just a, this a tad. Um, so basically she goes away. The last you see her, she's like in a bath of tank. And like, she's going to be fine. And she comes back. She has her legion again. And she's in this sick black and red armor. Like, oh, I guess she got better. And that's fine. You don't really think about it. It's like, okay, I guess she just got better, whatever. So you end up fighting what is perceived as I thought was the final boss, because she gets like this cool. This the villain, her name is Jenna. She gets like this cool like transformation. She looks like a demonic angel. It's super sick. Uh, very true to platinum game design, or character design rather. And during that fight, you actually get a devil trigger. You can't control it at that point. But, like, you just transformed into this monster that's unstoppable. Uh, so, after that's over, you get assaulted by people who are in very similar looking armor sets to your sister. And I'm like, where the fuck do you... Where, what? And next thing, now you're a fugitive from the cops. Like, you are the bad, you are, you are the bad guy. So, and I'm like, okay, that's interesting. But then you learn that these people, the Raven Corps that they're called, are in fact clones of your sister. And it's like, okay, that's fucked up. Um, and you learn that the command, your former commander has some sneaky shit up his, his sleeves. And I knew that was going to happen because he said the line, we shall become as gods. And anytime somebody says that in a platinum game from now on, I'm going to think, okay, bad guy, you're the bad guy now. Oh, I'm sorry, your cat is so fucking adorable. I know, right? uh, Nobody can see this, but he's just so adorable. Yeah. Um, so, and I kind of wish... And so basically you go to the final area and you see like a whole room, like a big ass room of Ocular clones, of your sister's clones. And she kind of has an existential breakdown. And I kept thinking, why couldn't this be the main character? Like, what? If, what why couldn't this happen to you, you know? And, or at least, ha- I would have had at least the main character talk. Have a little bit of a personality that I could inflect my own imprints on. Versus being complete mute. Oh, was it a silent it, protagonist in that game? Yes, silent, silent protagonist. Oh. Yeah, it, like, I mean, I still, I mean, like, I'm a sucker. I get emotional for a lot of things. Like, oh, it's my sister. Of course I'm going to get emotional, you know? Because they do enough job to make her feel like a real person. To make me care. Silent protagonists always bother me. I don't know why. Yeah. it Again, which I said is weird because, like, Platinum has a history of having very well-written charismatic characters. Uh, this is clearly a story story decision that they went with that they felt was right and more power to them uh but the final boss battle though 
Like, even me, my, my minor complaints, this is a very minor complaint. That final boss battle is so cool. It is so awesome. And it's it does the thing that I love when video games do it, and not a lot of new games do it enough, is that it basically tests all your abilities. Everything you've mm. done, you're going to put them all to use in this particular fight. Uh, so you, you, you better be good at switching between your legions, using your legion skills, dodging, countering, um, understanding patterns. Like it was, it was, it felt awesome to take them down. Uh, and interesting enough, it kind of, and, and it ends, it has an ending. Um, and I know they they want to do a trilogy of these and this game apparently sold pretty well. So I hope we'll see Astral Chain too so much, but, uh, I was kind of iffy on it at some point cause the story just wasn't really doing it for me. But once the whole Akira clone thing happened and the devil trigger thing happened, I'm like, okay, I'm interested. Uh, it instantly became from like a 7 or 8 to a 9. Nice. So so Fire Emblem has some competition. So that's nice for me. <laughs> and it's nice to know that the game that you look forward to turns out to be a loving game. Because that doesn't always happen sometimes. Sometimes you're disappointed in the game. Uh, outside of that, I played more of the Sega Genesis Mini. And oh my god, Beyond, I don't know why Beyond Oasis gets called a Zelda clone, because my god, it is not a Zelda clone. It's the Secret of Mana. Yeah, but I keep hearing Zelda clone with that shit. So, like, People I'm call Secret saying, of Mana a Zelda clone. They're wrong. Not, yeah, I know. But, like, <laughs> just, I mean, like, I never played Beyond Oasis, so, like, I had to test it, right? And the game's fine. It's fine. It's not bad or anything, but, like, I, you go into the first dungeon, and I, I kept thinking there's going to be puzzles. No, you literally go through three rooms, and then you fight this, while cool-looking badass spider boss. So if you're an arachnophobe, you may not want to play this game. Hmm. Um, which I died at, which wasn't fun. Uh, but, like, like I was like, there's no puzzles. It's just combat, which is, it's a Sega game. That's what they're known for. Yeah. You know, just, so I'm not disappointed. I was just expecting a little bit more. Maybe I got, I think it's, maybe I got to play Landstalker. Or land something. There's another one on there that's supposedly a Zelda clone. But don't call it a Zelda clone, people. It's not a Zelda clone. Maybe it's the later not. dungeons have more puzzle stuff? Maybe, but like there were zero dungeon elements in this game in the first dungeon at all. Mm. Like even the first dungeon in A Link to the Past had it, you at least, you know, with the bow and arrow stuff, figure things out. This is nothing. Um, the most annoying thing you do is like there's a, there's a tide of water that comes down and you have to jump accordingly to get over it that's it and it just keeps coming down so unless you keep jumping see jumping automatically makes it it's just it's just it's it's a fine game it's fine it's fine it's just you know don't call it i just people don't stop calling it as eloquent it's not um i'm trying to think what else i also played i mean i got i actually pulled out i actually got uh the spyro trilogy and david x machina out of layaway because a lady uh, give uh, tip me twenty bucks, um, which I was like, I took the tip because I figured, fuck it, she gonna give me a five, whatever. I'll buy like a meal or something with it. And then I looked, I was like, was that twenty? No. And so I used that, and then I paid the rest off yesterday. So I look, I'm looking forward to playing Spyro nice. more than anything else. Um, yeah, Spyro's fun. Yeah, I I only remember playing the first game like when it first came out and never beating it. So I'm looking forward to it. What else did I play? Oh, um, Street Fighter Five update. Uh, I completed in the um, our Street Fighter tournament. That's every Monday. That's uh, super fun. Great community. Uh, I played against a Diamond level Kage, which Diamond level is pretty high up as a pretty high up rank. Uh, and I took a game off of him. 
surprisingly. Uh, which is, that's something I didn't expect, and I felt pretty good about that. Uh, then I fought a diamond level Vega, um, and that was annoying. Because um, Vega is, no matter what game he's in, even though Vega's not really good in Street Fighter V, if you don't know how to fight him, he's hard to fight against, you know, just with any character. Uh, but I love playing that, that, you know, I love playing, I love playing that tournament. It's, it's the only reason why now I play Street Fighter V, is for that tournament. Even if I don't do well, it's super, it's a super fun atmosphere. Um, especially the Twitch stream. The Twitch stream is super, super dope and funny. Um, especially Joe, shout outs to you, Joe. I don't think Joe, Joe won't listen to this, but shout outs to him anyways. <laughs> I think that's about it. Uh, I mean, I turned on my SNES mini and played a link to the past for like five minutes, but that was fun. It feels good playing that game. I tried playing on the Switch controller. There's nothing wrong with it, but when I did that, I'm like, fuck, I just want to play this on my Super Nintendo Mini. So I just did that instead. Yeah. Uh, There's that that cool wireless SNES controller that's apparently real good, but it's sold out out everywhere. I almost bought it, but I was like, man, I don't need it that bad. But but hey, I got my Super Nintendo Mini. By the time I found out it was for sale, it wasn't for sale anymore. Oh, I, I could have notified you. I'm sorry, um, but I think that's I think that's it for me. I don't I don't let's let's move on to the news port of five order. Uh, so what are we going to start off with today? As I am obviously not stalling for time. No, I'm not doing that at all. Justin, how was your tea time? My tea time? Yeah, because now PlayStation subscription is starting at nine ninety nine a month. That was awful. Awful transition, but I'm only trying. Tea time? Yeah, tea time. Yeah. You drink tea, don't you? What's that have to do with PlayStation? Playing games and tea, it's good for you? Doesn't make you salty? You're right. That was a horrible transition. Told you. Okay, so anyways. uh, PlayStation Now is starting at, uh, which is the, I think this is a streaming level thing, right? I should have read the article. It's basically Uh, like the the Xbox Game Pass, but for PlayStation. And without the ability to download games. Yes, yeah, exactly. Worse. So yeah, it now is. it's starting at nine ninety nine a month, uh, and it's added God of War and a whole bunch of other games. Uh, God of War, Grand Theft Auto Five with asterisks, <laughs> uh, Infamous Second Son, and Uncharted Four: Thieves. And uh, and it says the these games will be available from October first, January October first, twenty nineteen to January second, two thousand twenty. Uh, each month, the service will add a new selection of marquee games available for the. That's really weird. Um, the marquee content is the top because the Game Pass, you it's there forever until they remove it if it's not third party, right? Right, but as long as you have it downloaded, I don't think you lose it. Yeah, even if you don't, I'm assuming if you still have Game Pass. Yeah. Okay, like that. That's really weird. So basically, the pricing structure is nine ninety nine a month, uh, US um, twenty four ninety nine every quarter, or sixty dollars for a full year. Um, which I wish they would just do a bundle where it's like you get PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now at once. You mean like Xbox did and has been yeah. very successful with? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> Sony being consumer friendly in the later half of this generation? <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Well, here, here's the thing. Okay, this is not a bad thing for Sony. Like, great. They're, no, they're making their service cheaper. They're putting better in games on it. Nothing about this is bad. No, no, it's not. But the cynical side of me, that, like, you know, everyone's defending Sony, like, you you crap on Sony, but then they make customer uh, consumer friendly choices like this. Okay, all of the games that they've put on there as like quote unquote first party titles, which only well Grand Theft Auto is uh, is multiplat, but yeah. all of these are twenty dollar like 
Uh, God of War is probably the most expensive one. You could probably might find it like it. Or did they put it at greatest? I hits? think it's greatest hits too. Oh, okay. So that's at, yeah. They're all at twenty. At least it's thirty. Yeah. But yeah, these are all twenty to thirty dollar titles. They're streaming only, and their new first party releases do not get put on this service. Going over to Xbox Game Pass, it's also nine ninety nine a month for Xbox Live and Game Pass together. Yep. Every first party game comes out day one on the service, and yep. they're downloadable, so you don't have to deal with streaming. Mm-hmm. So while this is a great thing for Sony, let's not kid ourselves and say, "Oh, Sony's competing with Xbox now," because they're not. Yeah. This is I mean, still it's, like it's, PlayStation yeah. Now is still a bad service. Yes, it's just it, it, better now. <laughs> a little bit better, just because of the price point. But yeah, it, that all depends on your internet connection, your internet connection. Right. You know, it's still unusable for a lot of people. Yeah, I would hate to play a fighting game through PlayStation Now. Ugh, it's yeah. giving me nightmares. I feel like, to their credit, I feel like this is trying to compete more with the Stadia crowd than it is with Xbox Game Pass because Game Pass is in a league of its own. Like that thing is incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's worth it for me as a PC player. I can't imagine the value on Xbox. Oh, yeah, just buy your kid a freaking Game Pass for a year for 60 bucks, and hey, right. you're all set for the year. Exactly. Anymore. You don't need any other games. You're good. I mean, I guess third-party stuff, technically, like Call of Duty and whatnot. Yeah. But still. Yeah, but you're primarily good with that shit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, always good to make these changes, but I've just seen so many Sony fanboys, like... Oh man, this is so good! I'm so proud of them. And it just proves that they'll take a, a lot of these die, quote unquote, diehards who need to die off, um, need to stop just taking whatever is handed to them, and then understand criticizing the hand that feeds you isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? Uh, but yeah, uh, good on you, Sony. But freaking add download playable, playable playability, because yeah. these are all better games than the first party Xbox games that are available day one. Don't get me wrong. But if they added the ability to download them, this would be a game changer. Hell yeah. I just, and the limited time thing is so weird. Like, these games are, a lot of, I mean, God of War is probably the most recent one. But, like, all these games have been out for a while. Like, Infamous Second Son was a first, a launch title. Yeah. Like, that should just be on there. Yeah. It's so stupid. Like, Especially during the holidays, most people are not going to have time. Oh, Adults, yeah. these kids are going to have to play I them, thought but... this was a year, but it's three months. Yeah, that's so stupid. Yeah. I've I mean, had God, God of War, War will take you that long. almost a year now, and I still haven't beaten it. Granted, you could beat it in three months if you like, stick to it. Uncharted, you could probably beat in a week. Yeah. A weekend if you try hard enough. It's it's not long. They're fun, but it's not long. Yeah. Um, But uh, speaking of ending things... Uh, let's talk about the Terminator, because he is about death, and oh. death is the thing that awaits us all. I thought you were doing the other Sony story. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, so yeah, they uh, officially revealed Mortal Kombat uh, Terminator for Mortal Kombat 11, who will be released for early access on October the 8th. And he's and... as bad as I thought he was going to be. Yeah, he's Jason. I'm not going to do the video again. I right? that, see, Seeing that trailer, just like, I deflated. He's like, so boring. Like, I'm look. I'm gonna play him. Uh, he has some cool. Uh, just to go over, he has some cool, interesting things. He had in terms of their Terminatory, but he largely just shoots guns. 
He has a cool teleport move that uses the, you know, the movie time effect, which doesn't make any sense when you think about no. it if you're a Terminator fan. It just doesn't because he's literally time traveling. Uh, the coolest one that that was that they showed was the exoskeleton one. Um, but if you watch the combat cast that they did, I think the next day, uh, in that, this is a special move, it takes up two slots. Uh, if you, uh, you only get access to maybe like a two moves because I mean, if, if let's be real, if that thing actually had the like combos with the hyper armor, it'd be the most cheap thing ever. And nobody would play Mortal Kombat 11 online again. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't the 90s anymore. Video game fighting games can't be that cheap. I mean, it's super cool. That, to me, that was the coolest part of the trailer. Was the endoskeleton, and he has infinite armor. And you can't hurt him. You can chip him out eventually, but he'll, depending on health, he could probably kill you before then. Um, it's really well modeled. But the voice. The voice. <laughs> it's just, it's just like... I'm know. Arnold. It's not even that. It's a bad Arnold impersonation. I mean, that wasn't like, good. Yeah, I mean, certain parts I've heard, like, certain other dialogue... Like, some of them are funny. Um, like, just in terms of how he... How it, rather, banters with the other cast. And just how nonchalant it is. But, like... Okay, maybe Arnold didn't want to... They didn't want to pay Arnold the extra money for his voice. Like, you're telling me nobody else... In, you couldn't find nobody else in Hollywood who could do an Arnold sorts thing? Was Bill Hader busy? He probably was busy. Yeah, he's pretty busy these days. Yeah, that man can do it. There's, I'm sorry, there's an amazing video where, like, he's doing Arnold impersonations and somebody, like, put Arnold's face on there and now I don't know what Bill Hader really looks like. It's so confusing. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I'll report back next week um, on how he plays because I'm going to play him. But, like, the costumes, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, he's just a dude in jeans and with shotguns. I'm super disappointed by the DLC so far. I shouldn't have bought it in advance. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I got Nightwolf, so I'm happy, and I'm getting. He's spawned. bad too. He's not. I Shane Soon's the him. only good DLC, and he was a pre-order bonus, so it didn't matter anyway. No, he wasn't. Shao Kahn was his pre-order bonus. Oh, was he actually part of the fighter pack then? Yeah, Shang Soon was part of the fighter pack. Shang, oh, okay. uh, Shao Kahn was pre-order. Okay. Um, well, then they have both. They're both as Shao something, so it's yeah, understandable to get mixed up. But the um, one cool thing I think Terminator has is that uh, the fatality with the time sphere. Yeah, that's dope. That's really good. But that's not even a move. It's just a cool just, thing that they put makes in. Makes me wonder, wonder what his other fatality is. I don't know. Um, anyway, I mean, I'm sure he's going to be fun. Because to me, Jason wasn't bad in MKX when I saw him. Uh, at least, you know, I'm sure this, I'm sure I'm going to find fun stuff. But in terms of looks, I mean, it, 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 it just it feels weird. It's just like, you know. I'm not exactly happy. I'm looking forward to Sindel, oddly enough, and I've never seen yeah. it in my life. I love um, Sindel. I think she'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I've always hated her. Similar how I always hated Nightwolf uh, up until MK11, so I'm hoping Sindel captures something, because Lord knows I'm gonna be dis- we're all going to be disappointed with Joker more than likely yeah. uh, when he comes out in January. But Spawn! That's all that matters. That's all that matters. It's March 2020. Um, but enough about... The Terminator, who is Death Incarnate. Let's talk about the death of a studio far prematurely. Uh, it was recently reported that Alpha Dream, the developers behind the Mario and Luigi uh, RPG series, has filed for bankruptcy. Rip. 
Um, Alpha Dream, like I said, is best known for the Mario RPG series. Uh, series whimsical humor and detailed plots when fans support series through five mainline si- uh, t- installments. Uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, Partners in Time, Thousands of the Story, which is, I think, everybody's cult favorite. Uh, Dream Team, which is my personal favorite, and Paper Jam. And they also did two remakes of Bowser's Inside Story and um, Superstar Saga, which I kind of want to play now. Um, the studios, uh, it's, yeah, it says that already. I just said that. Uh, in recent years, revenue dwindled. According to Yahoo, high development costs crippled the studio, leading to depths of 400 million yen or $3.7 million by March of 2018. Uh, it said Mal- Dream started in May 1991 as Mente Tomo, an interior and exterior finishing work company. Uh, briefly changed the name in AlphaStar Alpha Soft in 2001 when again, develop- when again began developing video games. So yeah, that sucks. Um, because, uh, have you ever played any of these games, Justin? Uh, any of the Baron Luigi games? Yeah. I played, well, I've played all of them. Like, I haven't played the the remakes, but I've played ever. uh, no, I guess I didn't play Paper Jam. The last one I played was Dream Team. Okay. The first one I did play was Dream Team, because a friend of mine recommended it to me, and I went to a Toys R Us, rest in peace, Oh god, that was 2013 when I bought that game. Holy shit! Um, and I really loved it. Like Paper Jam, not Paper Jam. Uh, Dream Team was super fun, uh, just because of the Dream Luigi's and everything, and the whole different location. Um, the uh, okay, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Uh, for anybody who's listening, go listen to the Mario and Luigi Dream Team soundtrack. It is so good. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, my personal favorite track is Try Try Again, which is in Smash Bros. Ultimate, and that makes me super happy, and it is the default song I have on for every Mario stage. Um, <laughs> for me, it's weird uh, that people think Bowser's Inside Story is the best, because I could not get into that one. Like, I beat the first one, I got mm-hmm. to the end of the second one, and then I got through most of Dream Team. But Bowser's Inside Story, I didn't like, because you only played as Mario and Luigi in the side-scroller sections. I think, yeah, I never played it, but I think a lot of people like it just because you get to play as Bowser, personally. Eh. I think that's why a lot of people like it. It's the novelty aspect. I guess. Um, I, I played the GBA Superstar Saga, but I didn't like it. I kind of, I kept felt like I kept getting lost. I it was feel the like most traditional like, RPG, which is why I liked it. Yeah, I feel like I'd like the remake a lot more, um, which maybe it'll go I don't know. Soon. Like, my problem is, what, the reason they went bankrupt, I think, is because for one... They were making, like, 3DS remake RPGs at the end of its life. They were basically, yeah. like, put out to die. Pretty much. Nobody but, bought them. Yeah. Um, but also, like, those remakes, which, you know, it's their games. Like, it's weird for them to remake their own games. But those remakes, like, got rid of all of the personality of those original games. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Which is weird, because, like, to me... Dream again. I, Paper Jam was kind of dull. I liked it for its gameplay, um, not the story. The story was very bare bones compared to Dream Team. Hmm. But like Dream Team was so whimsical mm-hmm. and so funny. There's so many funny moments in Dream Team. Yeah, um, I feel like a like, lot of that heart was lost when they were just like, "Eh, here's a better game that's in that same art style." Like they yeah. didn't do any new assets or anything. They just churned it out using what already existed. Yeah. Because, like, I think I saw some of the side-by-sides, and there was, like, all these cool, unique, different kinds of toads and stuff. And then in the remakes, it's just a toad. Mm, like, they that's... got rid of anything that didn't already exist. Yeah, that's that's disappointing. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, go play. My my recommendation is to go play Dream Team. Agreed. Uh, I will say the only criticism I have of that game is the giant battles because mm. you have to turn the the the, the, the screen this different size. You have to use the stylus, and it can be very finicky, especially with there's points where you have to use the gyro controls, and it's very finicky. It yeah, work. those are kind of weird. But like when you're like exploring the overworld and Mario and Luigi condition shenanigans, or just the funny shit that happens in Luigi's head, mm-hmm. like it's it's great. It's super great. The dream sections um, are awesome. Like oh, using all yeah. the Luigi powers and stuff. Oh my god, hell yeah! And yeah, that's one of the best thing, uses I, I, of the DS, like mechanics. Oh hell yeah! And, and, and music is godlike. I, it's my favorite soundtrack in any Mario game besides Galaxy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this but, is kind uh, of a bummer. Like, I feel like unless they just team up with Square and make another actual Mario RPG, which I mean, I'm all for, obviously. Yeah. I feel like this is an end of an era for Mario RPG games. Because Intelligent Systems made Paper Mario, which... They're not doing those anymore. Let's be honest, Paper Mario stopped being an RPG after A Thousand Year Door. Pretty much. Um, but they're too busy with Fire Emblem these days. <laughs> Ricking in that cash! Yeah. And then Alpha Dream is gone. Yeah. So, like, they, I, I could see them doing a totally new thing with a Mario RPG-type brand. But if they don't do that, that's it. Like, we're we're done. Yeah, because otherwise sucks. Nintendo probably would have bought Alpha Dream and made them like a first or second party studio and said, "Here, make this new RPG." Yeah, I mean, realistically, those those Switch games should have been made. Though those 3DS games should have been made to Switch games. Yeah, and I think people were people would have bought it. Like, yeah, yeah, I would love to play those games. Um, but that sucks. And it's it's odd that Nintendo wouldn't just buy them out because those games right. were successful at some point, and there's a there's enough of an audience who wants to play those kind of games since they're not going to give it to us for Paper Mario. No, um, we don't sucks. need two different RPGs here. Shut up, Miyamoto. Go uh, retire. Miyamoto preferred there's no RPGs at all because that means there's story in his games. Right. He doesn't want that. He's the reason there's no personality to the remakes. Yeah, oh, along with like ruining Paper Mario, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He doesn't want oh, any I... original characters in his Mario games. Yeah, although I heard Carlos Splash was neat, even though it's not, like, true Paper Mario. It's okay. The battle system's lame, but, like, there is... A, I mean, there's a lot more personality to it than Sticker Star, that's for sure. Yeah. Price, yeah. But uh, let's stop talking about Alpha Dream in this sad situation to talking about Super Mario Maker 2, a.k.a. the Salt Machine. Um, so there's a new update coming. Uh, via version 1.1, that's the long-awaited option to play with friends in either online multiplayer or versus multiplayer co-op. Um, in, addition play, in addition to playing friends, the update adds new features to nearby plays, adds lands play, adds a list of official makers uh, like Nintendo and leaderboards that will contain new courses and special ones created by collaborations or special events. Uh, furthermore, players can now use the touchscreen and button controls and create... Wait, you couldn't do that before? I don't remember. I feel like That's I use touchscreen controls to... Maybe it's saying you can use touchscreen and buttons together. That would be nice. Because I feel like that'd be really odd to not have, you know... I'm almost certain when I first made a level, I could use the touchscreen. I don't remember, though. Okay. It's been a while. So this is, this is dope. This is like a quality of life update that yeah. the game needed. Yeah, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like Mario Maker 2 didn't make the waves that Mario Maker 1 made. I think the novelty kind of wore off a little bit. Yeah. And I think a lot of that was the bad blood around, like, well, if I can't play with my friends, what's the point? And I so I could see this, like, you know, everything now is like, how do I stream it? How do I, you know, make videos out of it? That kind of thing. Yeah. I could see this bringing that back because there's the collaborative element again. It's not I, just, I'm going to make levels for my friends. It's, yeah. hey, 
let's play like Course World together, and then you do like a co-op stream. Yeah. Um, I personally think it's like all people saw all the fucking bullshit levels that are in there, and they're like, nope, I don't. I saw what they did in the first game, and they're still doing it in the second game. I have none of this. So, because that's that that that's what you see on social media is just these floods of super intense hard levels or YouTube channels who do these impossibly hard levels, and you know, a lot of people just I don't want to deal with that. That's definitely the meta. Yeah, but I I don't know. They're like. You you were there like the first game, at least in our community, there was such a an uproar, yeah, of like everyone creating levels and stuff like that for a long time. Like yeah. I think I was putting out Mario Maker videos for probably six to eight months, and with this one, it felt like after a month or two, it dried up. Yeah, not I. I yeah, I mean, there's one YouTube channel, uh, the Completionist Let's Play channel, where they're doing levels, and I feel like that's the only YouTube channel that I've seen. That's consistently doing them, and the levels are always super dope. Like he gets his community, he gets his community inspired to yeah. do like awesome levels. Uh, there's a dope ass Batman 1989 one mm. that basically recreates the movie. It's super dope. See, I can't even find um, those cool levels. I saw one recently that was like a um, a, a first person like 3D adventure type game where it's like you're off on the side going through pipes that correspond to like a you know a first person view. And, like, each pipe you go into changes that, that view frame. Like an old kind of, you know, computer, like, choose-your-own-adventure type game. Um, and it's a cool concept, but, like, that's the only thing I've really seen recently that's, like, made made waves. Yeah. I, I will say, Justin, for you, check out Gerard's Let's Play channel, Super Beer Bros. He just does nothing but super, uh, like, um, Mario Maker levels, mm-hmm. like, set in community. And there's some really good ones in there. Uh, you'll probably get some good ones to play or inspiration to play. Okay. I, I just find it funny when they, they get some super hard ones and Gerard is just losing his fucking shit over it. Yeah. I mean, I watch um, his stuff. I, I have never checked out Super Beard Bros, but if they do a lot of Mario Maker, I'll check it out. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, that's like their bread and butter right now. Um, but let's go back to Sony. In retrospect, I probably should have framed these a lot better, but whatever. Right. I'm a temp host. I'm a temp host. I don't get paid. Um, so uh, this one, I'm not really sure why this isn't here but i'm gonna read it anyways uh sony worldwide studios head sean Layden departs playstation uh according to game industry bit.biz sony interactive entertainment japan president atsuru marita retired yesterday the same day as sony entertainment interactive uh worldwide chairman sean Layden, um Maria's successor has not been yeah 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 uh yeah so basically the lead of sony japan and the lead of sony america both retired like both left the company on the same day yeah that's really okay. weird. Yeah. And then on a related story that you just added, like that same day, Sony opens up crossplay to everyone. Like and and this is also the same time that they announced PlayStation Now had a price cut. And like people the point is people are, are like conspiracy theorizing that like Sean Layden was holding all this stuff back, like he didn't believe in it. And so as yeah. soon as he leaves, they like, you know, flip the switch and do all this this consumer friendly stuff. And there's, there's no way that's him. That's a Sony Japan decision. If oh yeah, for sure. Because Sean Layden was like he was a team player. He was probably just tied by Japan, like you said. Yeah, just like how Nintendo America is, you know, with Nintendo Japan. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. The because the headline buries that it should have been Sony Japan and Sony America see uh, chairman both step down instead of focusing on the U.S. one. Well, there were two separate stories because it's IGN and they wanted one the clicks. And then now ah. they've updated this to also include that so they can link over to their other video. 
or other oh, article. I know. Mm. And I just, I don't care about Sony Japan, so I didn't see that as newsworthy. I didn't actually know they had updated this story. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's kind of a bummer. Like, Sean Layden and Reggie were both like icons in the gaming community for our era, you know? See, I don't remember Sean as much. I mean, Reggie was one thing, but I don't remember Sean as much. I wish they would have a picture of him. That would have been nice. You've you've seen him. Like there's I mean there's that iconic picture of like the three heads all together. Yeah, but like I'm saying for the article, like why not oh, put yeah, a picture? True. Yeah, that that's like, like who is this? Again? Sean was kind of the stuffy one. Like of the three, but he like he basically led Sony into modern era. Uh, no, I believe it. It's just, it's just, I, I, you know, Reggie, Reggie has a distinct look to him. Oh yeah, this guy, I, I can't, I couldn't, I probably couldn't pick him out of a lineup unless you had a gun in my head. Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty generic looking white guy. He looks like a college professor. Ah, because I think it's one guy, but I don't think so. Because I think the guy I'm thinking of left the company a while ago. See what I'm saying? I don't know. You're probably thinking of Jack Tretton, the the former, probably yeah. president, but. I don't know. It's just weird. You get used to these people. Like, he, like you said, he's no Reggie. Um, but he's still, like, he's a name. You know, he's an icon. Yeah. And So it's just, like, all of this stuff happening at once. I'm kind of curious where it's all going to go. Like, yeah. There's going to be a lot of new blood coming. What if Phil Spencer leaves tomorrow? No, don't talk about that. No, Phil can't leave. <laughs> no, Phil's, Phil's too the cool. Old, Phil's the reason that Xbox is actually doing consumer-friendly shit to begin yeah, with. Yeah, Phil's never leaving. Um, that being said about the crossplay stuff... Um, this is huge. Um, yeah. And to any fighting game developer, and Maximilian tweeted this out, so I'm kind of just putting this out, like mm-hmm. his message. Fighting game developers no longer have any fucking excuse to not fight, have not crossplayed between their games. Like, there's no reason for it. Um, especially considering, and I'm speaking as a fighting game fair, fan, how niche that is. And, like, God, I would, I, like, it's so hard to find a match sometimes with being a Switch player. But, like, if I could play against PlayStation and Xbox players, the, that that pool suddenly gets larger. And there's, especially now, the parity of graphics is pretty much the same for most of the games. Like, maybe you couldn't do, maybe Mortal Kombat, say, couldn't do it because of the graphical situation between Switch and the other consoles. But, like, you know, Blazebrew shouldn't have that problem. Dragon Ball shouldn't have that problem. You know, any game that's cross-parity, you know, called, like, Tekken shouldn't have that problem in terms of between PC, you know. But the problem stuff. is it's going to come down to the developers. Yeah, there's no reason for them not to do it, though. Well, if they don't, like, crossplay has been available on other platforms for a while now. If they yeah. already don't do crossplay on those platforms, you can't expect them to suddenly do it on Sony. No, I don't expect any, I don't expect any current fighting games to do it. But, like, say Guilty Gear next year, the next big fighting game coming out, that needs, that, there's no reason for it to not have crossplay between all, maybe not Switch, but PC, Steam, or PC, Xbox and PlayStation, if it yeah. comes out for Xbox. There's no reason for it now. The tools are there. Like, if you don't do it, then you just... Now fans, I guarantee you, certain fighting game fans, and there's, you know, will use that, like, well, why the fuck am I going to buy it on your console? I'm just going to buy it on PC and just play it there. You know? We just want to play with our friends. That's all we want to do. It's true. I'm... It's- I love the Xbox PC crossplay. Like I'm a simple man. <laughs> yeah, I mean Power Rangers has crossplay between Steam, Xbox, and Switch. You know, and that's uh, a freaking licensed Power Rangers game. Yeah, that's very a budget 
Power Rangers game. Yeah. So, um, again, I don't. Nobody should expect it for any current games, but any new game multiplayer, there's no reason not to. Uh, it's just you know, if it is, I think people will use that as a reason not to buy it. Because I mm-hmm. hate that I have Dragon Ball Fighters and Blaze Blue for Switch, but most of the people I know have for PS4. Yeah. And I can't play them. It sucks. It'd be great if they could add, the, add that stuff in in a patch, but it's probably not going to happen. It's pro. It's probably. I don't know how complicated it is, but it's probably very complicated to add it to an existing framework and yeah. data. It's probably take a lot of time. Um, but yay! But hey, uh, not Sony's y- finally playing nice with others. You got to respect yeah, that. Yeah, we'll see how. Let's see if uh, if they continue the, the, to be consumer friendly when the PS5 comes out. Yeah. Um. So this is the final news, and I saved it for best for last because it's just hilarious. Wendy's has released a tabletop RPG where you fight McDonald's. An evil jester that has a kingdom with a ball pit. Yep. They don't name him. It's Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Uh, so last month, KFC released a dating sim, which... Did we talk about that? Yeah. I don't remember for some reason. <laughs> uh, I heard it was okay, by the way. Um the dating sim you don't actually get to fuck the colonel which is like what's the point then right um fuck him raw on that kitchen on that uh kfc counter use the grease as lube yep (laughs) do you like your colonel original crispy or or grilled (laughs) (laughs) um sorry i'm gonna laugh at my own humor because i'm dead on the inside all right so uh now wendy's has put together a tabletop rpg uh and i don't like how the author puts his own voice into it um Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, familiar with Wendy's Twitter sassiness. Listen, I just want to know about the information uh, behind the puns, the nods to Wendy's menu and digs at the competition. It actually is a pretty competent and fully featured RPG. The book has a whooping ninety-seven whooping or whopping whopping ninety-seven pages two P's. whopping. Yeah, one uh, ninety-seven pages, so it's not messing around. It helps. That it essentially takes the basics of D and D and just renames a few things. The pastiche, I love that word, mm-hmm. even extends to the look of the digital rulebook and campaign, which could easily be mistaken for its inspiration. And he goes on to keep his own personal opinion, which I have no interest yeah. in. Yeah. But what's funny is uh, the Critical Role people uh, did like a, a the one shot that's included with these rules. Because it's like, it's a 97 page like player's handbook. And then there's actually a one shot that is what you're talking about of uh, taking down the evil jester in his ball pit kingdom. Um, and so Critical Role, like, did that as a sponsored video for Wendy's. Um, and I don't watch Critical Role or anything, but I kind of want to see, like, just because of the puns and stuff in this player handbook, I kind of want to watch that. I just haven't yet. But, like, way to go, Wendy's. Like, you're doing it right. This is stupid, but you're doing it right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, Critical Role is, like, I don't follow it, but, like, I know a lot of people love that show. Mm -hmm. Is this kind of, like... D&D's hit mainstream now, right? Because yeah. the fucking fast food restaurant is has made a game about it. Yeah. It, that's that's crazy. Um, D&D's been mainstream for a little bit. I think it yeah. kind of started with Stranger Things and then has, has ballooned out from there. I, I feel like this is the plateau when when, a, when fast food restaurants are talking about you. Um, the only Probably. Thing you Wait, well, when Super fast food Bowl. restaurants are trying to cash in on the popularity of something, yeah, yeah that's definitely... Mark my words, we're going to get a D&D Super Bowl ad. Watch. <laughs> can, can you imagine that? How crazy that would be? Probably. 
Oh my god. All the nerds from 1975 would flip their shit and get mad because why didn't I get late in high school for playing this damn game when it's super popular now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, am I talking about um, real life nerds or am I talking about the Joker film? You decide. One of the uh, one of the people I was playing Dead by Daylight with, uh, Krim Rosen, was talk- was making the joke about like you know how Wendy's has a tabletop RPG and stuff. And uh, she was like, is this our punishment for global warming? Like, <laughs> or for climate change? And I was like, yeah, everyone's just too hot to realize how stupid they sound. Like, it's just, what? Like, are our brains just fried at this point? It's ridiculous. But that's not the last news story. Was there one more thing that I missed? Yeah, Ms. Marvel was added to, or oh. is being added to Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, so this um, is why I'm on the B-host. Well, I I'm just thought B- this was cool. Like, they have, yeah. you know, the, the main five, and then instead of dropping in an obvious pick, like like Hawkeye or something, they go for a different type of character, um, which we kind of expected because they kind of teased her in, like, the, the past, like, story trailers and stuff, but... She's basically going to act as, like, the main protagonist. Um, kind of the, you know, the audience's eyes. Because she's new. Like, it's basically, there's a five-year gap after that prologue uh, mission. Where, it's like, it's like the playable demo and stuff. There's a five-year gap after that, where, like, after Captain America dies and everything. And in that time, she becomes a hero. So she's going out, trying to, like, bring the Avengers back together... Um, and so, like, the missions are kind of going from Avenger to Avenger, like, hey, we have to take on AIM, like, let's let's do this. Um, and so you're kind of seeing everything through her eyes as, like, the quote-unquote new Avenger. Um, and I think that's really a kind of a cool take on it. And it's a different, like, they could have easily just gone with Spider-Man or something, but they went with a different type. Um, and her playstyle looks really fun, like, she can, you know, embiggen, um... And so I think it said she plays like a mix between like Kratos with the uh with the blades, like the you know, the whip kind of blade things. I forget what they're called. Blades of Chaos. And Dalsim. <laughs> and so it's like a lot of just kind of stretching out a limb and like, you know, knocking like the uh like Groot fight scenes in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um just like knocking a bunch of enemies at once and like making a big fist and pounding it down and that kind of stuff. Um, and it's not like some obvious well-known actress playing her like all the other characters so that's nice Um. plus it gives some representation to the team but yeah so she is like part of the game from the start I think they had teased Ant-Man because they were showing off like <laughs> they teased Joss Whedon man this was yeah, teased yeah I know but I think they were showing off, like, who's going to be available, like, after launch. Like, kind of the, you know, the trickle out of characters. But, like, Kamala Khan is, like, one of the main characters of the game. They just didn't start with her because she's not the iconic one that they can market on. Um, but yeah, that came from the Marvel Games panel at New York Comic Con. Which, uh, I didn't know New York Comic Con was going on right now. So we'll probably have yeah, more announcements coming out nowhere. throughout the weekend. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we'll have more announcements specifically for that, but I'm sure we'll have more stuff come out. Um, but yeah, I watched the gameplay trailer with her. Like, it shows some story stuff, like her interacting with the different Avengers and stuff. She seems like she's got some good, you know, some good jokes in there. She's definitely the kid around the jaded adults. 
Definitely. So I think they're they're gonna have a lot of fun with that. Although, like that scene where um, she Bruce takes her to Tony and like Tony kind of like, oh, he's gonna. He, she basically realizes that Banner wants to ditch her. Mm-hmm. Like that awkward moment when the girls are fighting. You're the teenager. I'm like, uh, yeah. I'm just trying to get y'all together. That that felt too real. Yeah, um, there was a really delivery where uh, Tony was like yelling at her, and she holds something up, and like mid yell, he was like. What is what that? Is like, that was great community timing. I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I've been pretty public on like I don't like the fact that it's Nolan North because I can always tell it's yeah. him, which isn't a fault. It's just like he just does the voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that was great. Yeah, it was like he was coming down from his yell. Like it was just a really nice like tone down. You know. Yeah. Mid word. What is that? Um, which I don't know about you, but I love the ending where her and yeah. are in the car and the, she's just drinking her big gulp and just that last bit and it's just. It's awkward because like big gulps oh. are her thing right like i've seen like comic I pages i don't rem- i mean like i don't i just assume just being a teenager just you know she can drink that stuff and not feel the consequences oh that must be nice to have that again um i think I've i don't remember that. honestly just like pages of her with a big drink i mean she she she, she her friend worked at a convenience store so probably she probably uh, okay Jeez. i don't remember that i remember a lot of things about miss her, the miss marvel run that i read but not Specifically, her drinking big gulps. Uh, uh, but her powers. I don't know cool. why. I can specifically picture that. But yeah, go oh, ahead. Oh, fun fun fact: uh, the, her creator, G. Willow Wilson, actually consulted on her dialogue. Um, so that, oh, that's, that's so there's there's the authenticity right there. Um, I'm glad she's in it. She she's basically going to be us, and that's how she is in the comics. Yeah. Um, more more Kamala Khan's in uh, Ultimate Alliance three, and she's dope there. She looks like she's going to be dope here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's awesome. I just wonder what her costume's gonna look like. Um, they, I mean, they kind of showed it. I feel like that's a like a starter costume, like just the t shirt yeah. with the you know it's the lightning bolt and like jeans. Yeah. Uh, they'll probably give her an actual costume like after she joins the team or whatever. Yeah. But like, they, I'm fine with that for now. Yeah. Did they did they show Steve to be dead before this trailer? Yeah. I don't remember. Okay. I mean, they had talked about it at the very least, but I think the last story trailer, like, showed the memorial to him, and, like, there was dialogue about, like, like, he might be dead, but we have to move on, like, that kind of thing. Okay. I don't remember that for some reason. I'm like, wow, you shouldn't, I, I, when I first saw it, I was like, wow, you shouldn't give that away? Okay, cool, fine, whatever. Um, No, it's public knowledge. But, I mean, we know, like, he's coming back, because the whole thing about this is, like, it's the multiverse. So there's going to be multiple versions of all these characters, that's why there's all the different costumes and stuff like that. Because you're going to mm-hmm. see different versions of the characters, and then like you unlock the the costumes of those versions. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if like Steve will just come back, or if it'll be like a different dimensions version of him, or what. But Earth, this game's Steve. going like full in on the weirdness. So far, it hasn't showed that though. Like the trailers are very mundane. Yeah. I hope, I hope it's crazy because it's the Marvel universe. It's meant to be crazy. Uh, the Marvel Entertainment like YouTube page has been putting out pretty regular videos of different costumes for different characters, just like costume mm. highlights. But it's still not like showing any of the weird stuff. It's just here's another costume that'll be in the game. Yeah. I I mean, I'd imagine you don't want to because you want to save that for the game experience. Right. But then they've talked about it, so yeah. they're not saving it that much. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, the uh, Ultimate Alliance, the first DLC pack released this week. Um, released? Yeah. The the, the, the the new characters and the, and the story stuff. That was not much fanfare. Yeah, it kind of just came out, um, which I was surprised because I was going to buy it, and then I read it, what you do, I'm like, eh, I can save 20 bucks. 
because I haven't bought it yet, but apparently it's like just kind of re-going through the same levels. Oh, like some so like narration. the story content isn't yeah, it's that... not. It's not as bad as the Infinity stuff, but it's like just a bit better than that. Just a bit. That's kind of lame. Yeah, but I mean, the twenty bucks for three packs of those, and you get all those characters. That's true. They show the character select screen at the bottom. It's a lot, so mm-hmm. that's dope at least. Um, but yeah, it's kind of. I still wanted new areas though. Yeah, so I was hoping. I was hoping like maybe you go to Mephist, go to Hell. Well, no, you already went to Hell, and no, actual Hell, not Asgard Hell. Yeah. Um, spoiler, by the way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll probably buy it at some point. Um, but not now. Hmm. But uh, Justin, yes, do we? Oh, plug your crap. <laughs> You did my thing. Um, I am at zero score. Oh, oh, a thing. Sorry, I'm still watching the Pokemon stream. Oh. And something, like, this whole podcast, nothing's happened, and something finally just happened. Of course it does. They're definitely teasing, just since we're kind of still in the news, they're definitely, like, spending this whole 24-hour stream teasing an Alolan Ponyta. That seems like it's been it so far. Oh, oh my god, I hope it's fairy. Hope <laughs> because it's, it's been, like, just kind of little teases. Like, they had one point where that, that imp Pokemon, like, walked in front right as it was going across the screen. <laughs> so it's like, you know, whatever the new Pokemon is, was going across, imp comes, blocks it all all across, like, the, the, the main part of the screen. And then it goes along the side, and the imp passes, and you just see the tail. Like very clever, Nintendo. Very clever. Yeah, I've I've seen that. Um, I, if it's if it is a Lolan, uh, not a Lolan, um, Galar. Um, oh yeah, I did say Lolan. Yeah, Galar Ponyta. I hope please let it be Fire Fairy. But yeah, that's that was the best view I've seen. Like, is actually like it was blurry, but it walked right in front of the camera. Like looked down, like face down, munched, and then kept walking. Mm. So I got to see an actual screenshot of it. But if I had to guess, since it's all like foresty and stuff. I'd say it's Grass Fairy. I'll take that. Yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty fairy. cool. I need more fairy Pokemon. So many of the like the alternate versions, though, are fairies. Like, as yeah, subtype. but I want more. I want more, though. I guess. I, them all. I love fairy Pokemon. They're my favorites. Eh. Besides Steel. They're alright. I like uh, Fire, Dark, and Electric. Those are my favorites. Ghost is actually really cool, too, but Ghost and Dark kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. You anyway. Well. I am... Zero score on Twitter and YouTube and Twitch slash Mixer whenever I get my internet sorted out. Uh, yeah, like I said, I've got the second part of my PS1 video out. You should check that out. It's really fun. And I'm working on some Halloween spoopy stuff. So there's that coming up. Uh, you can find me at twitter.com slash marvelous Iggy, where I probably am shit posting. Probably retweeting stuff about anime boobs and giving my opinions on the manga i am reading at the time go read 20th century boys this is a great manga um as always everybody take care and enjoy your games i think i did all right